This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss here in the saddle, not alone, Marcus is with me on this particular Bible talk program, encouraging you to call with, of course, any questions you have about the Word of God. This is Open Air Monday, but I'm still going to cheat just a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a pastor, but I still cheat when it comes down to getting the Word of God across. All right, only joking. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, encouraging you to call if any Thing biblical is on your mind at all, something that you uh, want to talk about, uh, something that is puzzling you, uh, give us a call and we'll do our best to try to straighten it out. If I don't have an answer for you today, I promise that I will uh, do the very best I can to get an answer to you just as soon as possible, because what it's all about is understanding the Word of God, and I am your biblical consultant uh, uh, for this hour, and I encourage you to call at area code 866 866- Four two three nine five seven eight, area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All right, the challenge today is going to deal with 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 titles, right? Uh, a number of titles are used. You know, we talk about uh, reverend, priests, archbishops, deacons, deaconess, bishop, okay, evangelists. All these terms. Well, you know, you can say what you want, but the question is, are these terms biblical? Okay, What terms are biblical, which terms are not? That is the discussion that we're going to have going today, my friends, to determine what is biblical in the Bible and uh, what is not biblical in terms of these titles. So I will have a challenge. I'm going to be listing titles, and your job will be to tell me whether these particular titles that I'm talking about are found in the Bible anywhere. Right? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And of course, with any question that you have about the Word of God, is welcome here on the Bible Talk program. We encourage you to call. All right, right off the, right out of the, from the very beginning here, right off the, the, out of the box, should I say, is Angela. In the gate. Thank you. <laughs> Help me. It's Angela from Royal Oak. Let's see what's on Angie's mind. Hello, Angela. Oh, hi, Pastor. How you doing? Real good. How are you? Okay, fine. Um, what does the Bible say about politics and voting? I mean, I was trying to find some passages and stuff. What, what, what does God want to do when it comes to, like, uh, you know, politics or 
protesting or voting. And another topic I want to talk about is uh, what about idol worship? What's that exactly? Is that worshiping someone who's like famous or? Well, actually, idol worship would be worshiping something that's not God. Like, you know, you've got people who believe in worshiping the statue of representing Buddha. Um, uh, so right. an idol god is a, a god that is made uh, and then uh, and, and, and then worshipped. You know, you had people who are worshipping. Um, uh, it started really in a, in ancient Greece, a lot of it there, where they were worshipping idols. And there's still idol worship that's going on today, where they make a physical object to stand for some kind of deity and then, in fact, worship it. Uh, in terms of your other question, you're talking about uh, uh, about uh, politics. Well, yeah, so much political not going on. You got people protesting. What does the Bible say about protesting? What does Jesus do about protesting and politics? And what does it say about voting? Like, who should we vote for? You know, no, Jehovah Witnesses, they don't vote at all because, because they don't believe God would want them to vote for somebody besides him, of course. So, what, you know, what do you think? Well, in other words, I don't think the big problem is uh, in terms of uh, uh, that voting is bad, uh, but mm-hmm. every Christian who does vote needs to vote based upon their principles, and that would be biblical mm-hmm. principles. Um, so, in other words, we never should uh, vote for something that is against the Word of God. And, you know, there's clearly things that some people want to push that are not in accordance with the Word of God. So we have to be careful about that. And now there's a limit that, uh, and definitely governments, free governments, uh, mm-hmm. are, it's good, you know, to have freedom in, a, in, a, in America because you have a right to vote. Uh, however, Christians have had to live in places where they didn't necessarily get along, let us say, with the establishment. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 29, gives us a good example where it says, and in fact, and this is in verse 28, Acts chapter 5, verse 28 and 29, where it says, saying, did we not, and this is what the uh, religious leaders at that time said, saying, did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name, and behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us? In other words, they wanted them, uh, the uh, unbelievers at that time, in fact, the high priest, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, wanted the apostles to stop preaching the word of God. Verse 29, okay, Peter said, mm-hmm. this is uh, Acts five twenty-nine. then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So definitely we are to obey our government with every lawful mm-hmm. thing that they tell us to do, and that's for sure. But if they tell us to violate the commandments of the Bible, then we simply can't do it. There's no one who's ever going to tell me not to preach the gospel because they passed a law. I'm going to be preaching the gospel anyway, even though I go to jail. On the same token, that's balanced uh, by uh, scriptures that let us know that nothing is wrong with supporting uh, the government. If, in fact, uh, the government, you know, because it has a a legitimate uh, place. But uh, the times the time when we cannot uh, follow the government is if they're telling us to do something that contradicts the word of God. Hmm. Okay, and, and then and then and then a scripture to, to give you that I gave you one for the other, Romans chapter yeah. thirteen verse one, mm-hmm. that every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. So on the one hand, as long as uh, the government is supporting. Uh, right things, things that don't contradict the Bible, then our job is to follow that. But if they tell us to do something unbiblical, we have no choice but disobey it because the higher law for us comes 
from the Word of God. All right, Angela? Yeah, that's what's going on now in Virginia over the weekend. They said that four Democrat female senators, I think, they want to legalize prostitution. That's not right. Well, what happens is it's it's already right uh, in in some areas already, but uh, there shouldn't be mm-hmm. any. In other words, we can we cannot stop the free expression of things that go on in our society, but we just make sure that we don't have anything to do with supporting it or voting for it. Mm-hmm. It is a free country, but uh, uh, but just like there's some who ha- are free to turn away from God. Uh, We have to, as Christians, follow what God says. All right. Thank you, Angie. Wish I could be, but two questions is good from you. And you're ready. You you, you have about five or ten, I know. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Encouraging you to call in if you have a Bible question, just like Angela. And our phone lines are open right now, so you won't have any difficulty or trouble getting through if you call area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, encouraging you to call with any question that you have on an open air Monday. And it is. You know, it's always open air here, though. <laughs> but it is open air. But I do have a challenge dealing with titles. Uh, and which of these, in other words, my challenge to you is this. Which of these offices that I'm about to mention is in the Bible? Which ones are not? Okay. And the first one on the list, right out the box, the term reverend, the term reverend, the right reverend moss, okay? things of that nature. Uh, is the term reverend biblical? I mean, is it biblical in terms of should that be applied to a pastor of a church? The term reverend. What do you think? Give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. You hear it everywhere. Reverend this, Reverend Moss, Reverend Smith, Reverend Marcus. No, not Reverend Marcus. Uh, <laughs> I knew that would get him to look out through the window. Uh, but is that term biblical? Is it something that is found in the Bible? And then always something that's curious to me, if something is not found in in the Bible. Now, every single thing doesn't have to be in the Bible. I'm not looking to see if offering envelopes are in the Bible. That Some things are no, of no consequence. But it seems to me that there's a term like reverend, and that's a term that leaders should be called. Then where is that found in the B-I-B-L-E? Where is that in the Bible? If you know, give us a call. If it's not, just say so, and we'll move on. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Encouraging you to call in with any questions you have about the Bible or the Word of God. Just give us a call. And remember our Monday night Bible study tonight, where we're looking at the errors of the name it and claim it, okay? We're looking at the positive confession movement and encourage you to come uh, as we're going to be dealing with it and uh, literature. And also we have a DVD presentation that we're going to show you a part of. That's at the Monday night Bible study tonight at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries located 10709 Grand River at Oakland. All right. We encourage you to come be a part of our Bible study. Uh, Be glad to see you there. Uh, and uh, you don't have to be a member of our church. This is for anyone who wants to learn more about the Word of God. All you've got to do is come. All right? So that's 
uh, 10709 Grand River, 10709 Grand River at 7 o'clock. That's immediately after this program today. I'm headed there, and I'll see you there. And at about 7.30, I'll be up preaching, but you get there a little earlier than that. We start at 7 o'clock. Have a wonderful praise service that leads into our teaching format. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, We're going to go to Tyrone in Southfield and see what is on Tyrone's mind. Hello, Tyrone. Hey, Pastor Moss. This is uh, Cousin Jenkins in the Bible study. All right. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I just heard the challenge and the term reverence. That term is only used for God. Man, that title is not for man. Now, Tyrone, you're telling me that the title reverend, a title that is used in civil documents uh, in the United States, uh, uh, that people are called right reverend, and I've even been called reverend, and you're telling me that's not in the Bible? No, it's not. Not when it's pertaining to man. Well, I have to admit, Tyrone, you are absolutely 100% correct. You're right, it isn't. Uh, Where we find it is in... uh, Psalms 111, verse 9, where it says, He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant. For every holy and rev- forever holy and reverent is his name. And just like you said, that's not talking about any human being. That's talking about God alone. Can you turn your radio down just a little bit? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's talking about God and God alone. Now, the only way I get I get around it, because people will say it, they don't know I prefer to be called pastor, because that, you know, we can find that in the Bible. But in terms of uh, that, uh, when they say it, uh, in my mind, well, I'm one who t- uh, takes care of, 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 of God's business, but not in terms of calling a person reverend. That really is a term that is not a biblical term as a po- applied to uh, uh, human beings. And really, we in the ministry need to not encourage that term. Pastor is the proper term. That's the one we should use. All right, Tyrone. Well, thank you. Uh, others said you can comment on it, but Tyrone uh, knocked that out the park. All right. Any any questions for me? Any work for me, Tyrone? Uh, no, sir. I see you at Bible study this evening. All right. I'll be looking for you, my friend. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And it's amazing to me how... Certain things get out of hand because right in uh, it's in the Bible for sure, but never applied to a human being uh, here in Psalms one eleven nine, He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant for every holy and rev- forever holy and reverend is his name. That's talking about God. God is the only one who is holy or reverend. All right. Uh, definitely. The ministers uh, carry carry on his business, but um, we're not reverend, and I kind of think we shouldn't be called that. But uh, but definitely, people have heard that it's been a cultural phenomenon, and it continues. But we do need to know what is biblical and what is not. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And boy, do I want to pick a fight tonight. What's wrong with me? What's in my blood? What's in my brain to make me want to fight like this? But I'm about to pick a big one with one of the biggest organizations going, right? 
And the term that is used, well, actually there's two. One's, of course, bigger than the other. But what about this term priest? What about that? The term priest. Well, first of all, what is a priest? And please answer me this question. Is there a priesthood today? Are there priests today? Is it proper for a religious leader to call themselves priests? Now I'm starting to mess. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss is the title priest, a legitimate term to be used today for a religious leader. Should that term be used? And what groups do use this term? Is it biblical? That's what it is all about. Is it a biblical term to use the term priest in defining religious leaders today? Number to call. Area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship, and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. You and I will never be able to become what God wants us to be until we relinquish total possession of our life to Him. The life that wins is the life that trusts the wisdom and the leadership and the control of that life to Jesus Christ. Hear the series, The Life That Wins, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Planned Parenthood's latest annual report reveals proof positive what its past president said. Their core mission is and always will be abortion. Within a single year, they killed enough unborn babies to nearly equal the population of Honolulu, Hawaii. In just one month, they took enough babies' lives to fill 69 fully loaded 747 airplanes. It would take 17 packed school buses to equal the human carnage Planned Parenthood creates each and every day. While the abortion giant is aborting a record number of babies and receiving more tax funding than ever, their non-abortion services, such as cancer screening, are dramatically decreasing. It's time for Congress to totally end using your tax dollars to fund them. 
For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, your friendly neighborhood apologist, kicking up more fuss than I need to kick up. What about the term priest? Is that a biblical term today? Is that a term that should be used by uh, people who are leaders in ministry? Going to go to Jenny in Brownstown, see what she says. How you doing, Jenny? I'm fine. How are you? Real good. I'm marking this down. Well, this is the third time Jenny done call me. Mm-hmm. So I'm <laughs> keeping a record of it. She used to come. I just say that, uh, you in the listening audience, she used to call me all the time. I used to be her favorite talk show host. But y'all know how that goes. All right. Well. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding, well, Jenny. Well, I, I have a problem mm-hmm. with the term priest. And also, I wonder if even the term bishop is... is um biblical today? Well, the thing is, now, here's the question. Are these terms used in the Bible? Well, I don't recall them being used in the New Testament. Well, okay, so, but if, in fact, they are used in the New Testament, then we can't have any problem with them, right? So, you're, so in right. other words, now, understand, your logic is good. You have a premise. Your premise is, you said first, you, you, you know, you, you, you didn't know whether it was so, uh, then you ask the question, is it in the New Testament? So then, logically, you said, well, if it's there, okay, then what can I say? So let's see if it's there. Let's go to 1 Timothy, you're dealing with the term bishop, right? 1 Timothy chapter yeah, that, 3. That's, one, that's the one I wonder about. Priest, I'm sure that that's not anywhere around. Okay. Um, I mean, in the Old Testament, didn't they talk about, um, didn't, didn't the Bible talk about high priests and stuff like that? For oh, yeah. The, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure um, did. You're right. In the Old Testament, they did. But so let's ask about the term. in the New. Well, well, right. In the New Testament, well, you're right. Well, in fact, we can find the term priest mentioned, but not in the way it's mentioned today. But let's deal with right. your dear bishop first, since you put that on the okay. table. First uh, Timothy chapter 3. Here's what the Bible says. Not me, not the church. This is the Bible. Verse 1, 1 Timothy 3 and 1. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. Then it tells you the uh, qualifications. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. So right there, the term bishop is used. And that is okay, in the okay. New Testament. Then, okay, that's good. Then, I, then you refresh me because... The only ones I could think of in like first and second Timothy and Titus and stuff was um, pastor, elder and deacon, stuff like that. Well, you know, well, you know, the thing is that actually pastor and bishop and uh, bishop are really we're talking about the same thing. That's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but that that one is biblical. But in terms of uh, the, the priesthood. 
Uh, you find it in the New Testament, but do you know what the context is when we look for that? Yeah, in the, the New- like we are all. Isn't isn't it, it kind of like we're the priesthood? Go ahead. Um, yeah. Isn't that isn't that kind of the way it's used? You're exactly right. I mean, you're you're knocking them out the park here because that's exactly uh, uh, what the Bible says over in First Peter chapter two and verse nine, where it's very clear, where it says, "But you are a chosen generation." Okay, that talks about Christians in general, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're exactly right. So the only priesthood that the New Testament knows of is the priesthood of believers. All of us are, in a sense, priests of God. But the official priesthood of the Old Testament is gone, and I'm sorry, okay, the Roman Catholic priesthood, no such thing exists in the Bible, okay? Where you have that's, to go. That's what to, I thought. Yeah, the okay. Bible. And, and just to say to my Catholic friends out there, just to tell them, biblically, there's no place in the Bible where it teaches you to go to a priest and confess your sins. And then after you have confessed your sins behind a box, they say absolvo and, you know, you're forgiven for your sins and they can forgive you. That's not true. There is no office of priesthood established in the New Testament at all. I don't care how much money flows into these organizations that teach it. The Mormons don't have a priesthood that's recognized in the Bible, nor does the Roman Catholic Church. I'm not hostile. I'm just telling you that what the truth is. Biblically, right, don't can exist. I, can I ask you one more thing? You most certainly may. Okay. There's also something else that's not biblical that um, some of these people do, and it is the celibacy. The celibacy? Yeah. The... Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you choose to be single, that's your choice, right? Right. But um, it, it talks about all these leaders should be the husband of one wife, and um, it doesn't talk about them that they should be celibate. Now, you're exactly right. Nowhere in the Bible. Now, celibacy is something. It's a gift, in fact. We find in 1 Corinthians 7 where it talks about a gift. But you're exactly right, Jenny. There is no place in the Bible where it says that religious leaders, and this is another problem that we see in the Catholic Church, where the priests have to be celibate. Nothing in the Bible teaches it. just doesn't. It's something that comes from tradition. And I've seen where they've tried to uh, defend it, and they can't. Uh, In fact, to show you uh, how... It's just not biblical. Over in 1 Corinthians 9, right? Here's where Paul writes, and this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 9 and 1. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not you my work in the Lord? He says in verse 2, If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you, for the seal of mine apostleship are, uh, are you and the Lord. Okay? And then he says this at verse 4. Have we not power to eat and to drink? And then this is the verse I wanted to get to here in 1 Corinthians 9 and 5. Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles and as the brethren of our Lord and Peter? Cephas here, but Peter's what he's talking about. So in other words, he said he was able to get a wife if he wanted to. He chose to be celibate, but it was his choice. He was able to marry. There's nothing in the New Testament that commands that a person, a leader in ministry cannot marry. But yet that is being, and that is what just gets me. When you see something plainly in the Bible, then you see how tradition can come and change it all around and lead to a lot of difficulties because some people have a gift of celibacy and some do not.
Yeah, well, thank you for um, helping me out. Well, thank you for calling, Jenny. I don't hear from you <laughs> as often as I'd like to, but I thank you when you call. All right. Love her. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am sorry. No one could call at all and show me anywhere in the Bible where there's a priesthood for today. I'm not being ornery. I'm just being biblical. It's not. If it is, all you got to do is pick up your Bible and show it. Okay. And we need to start thinking more biblically uh, than we have been. We're living in a time now where we can't afford to be thinking in unbiblical ways. Okay, A lot of this stuff has gone on for too long, not being challenged. Then when you challenge it, you get in trouble. You know, I'm called a hater. I don't hate anybody, uh, but I just love the Bible. Revelation 1, if we get back to the whole priesthood argument, right, where uh, it says here, talking about the, the, the future, the book of Revelation, uh, as you know, I'm sure, here in Revelation 1 and 5, uh, it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And then it's just talking about the whole body of Christ at this time. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So now... Uh, the priesthood, not like it was in the Old Testament, okay, not like it was in the New Testament being practiced by the apostles and the evangelists, but, you know, in, uh, in the, we are now a nation of priests as Christians, and in the future, we will have a priestly capacity. But there's no priesthood now uh, uh, who can forgive, uh, who should be forgiving sins and all the kind of things that are said uh, in the Roman Catholic Church. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Tim in Sterling Heights. See what's on Tim's mind. Hello, Tim. Hey, how are you, Pastor? Real good, Tim. Thanks for calling. Good. Um, well, I, I'm a priest thing. I I thought the Roman Catholics just picked up on the Old Testament priesthood as to where, you know, Jesus said, go to the priests and present, you know, very specific offerings to the priest, and the priest will offer them up to to God. Where? In the Old Testament? For forgiveness, yeah, for yeah. forgiveness and all that. Well, but that's uh, in, Yeah, well, that's in the Old Testament. Era. You're right. But in the New Testament, no. <clears throat> yeah, I know. And I thought, and I know that's where they picked it up from, is my thought, but I thought it ended with, you know, the Mosaic Law ended and everything else. You're exactly right. It did end, except for the Mormons, okay, who say they have a priesthood, and the Roman Catholic Church, which it just isn't something that's taught in the Bible. It isn't. No, no, it isn't. And I I had some of those conversations with some of my Catholic friends, Mm -hmm. and and I was kind of striking out, but now that I've got Revelation to go with a little bit, too, because I didn't know of that first. Well, my whole thing is the Bible. It's all about the Bible. Uh, right. logic and evidence, either the Bible, we get biblical evidence for it. Uh, and if the biblical evidence is there, we have it. But this is something that is based upon tradition. It's not based upon the Bible at all. Uh, and yeah. like I said, and, and I, then I, 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 I hate to, to do this. People think I'm attacking the Catholic Church. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not Christians within the Catholic Church. But I'm just saying well, that, there are things that are, there are things that are taught there that aren't biblical. There's no place in the Bible where you're told to go to a priest, go in, uh, behind okay. a box, and he's going to forgive you for your sins. Not a thing. 
Yeah, not in the Bible, just in catechism, I guess. But well, not in the Roman Catholic you know, catechism. All, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Baptists, all, all of us have catechism. Yeah, it's not true, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we all know that's not true. I, I I had another conversation with a guy for the second time about who sinned first, and I asked him to show me in the Bible to back it up, and and he can't seem to do it. He's do saying that uh, Cain was the first sin because uh, Cain killed Abel, and that was the first sin. And then... Um, well, he, he just the doesn't understand the Bible that, clearly. Yeah, and the whole thing about Adam and Eve was, uh, you know, God didn't really mean it when he said, if you eat this fruit, you shall surely die, because they didn't physically die at that point. Okay, well, he has, so I, I, he has two arguments, and uh, one of them, I understand his thinking, but, but he's still wrong, all right, with the one argument that, uh, that he makes, because there's something that he needs to understand, that when, as soon as Adam ate the fruit, he died, but there's two ways to die. First of all, if he had not eaten it, you know, he had, he had life, but he died, okay? Now, how did he die? First uh, Timothy chapter 5, verse uh, 6 explains it. Which says in verse five, First Timothy uh, chapter uh, five, verse five and six says, "Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate trusts in God and continues in supplication and prayers night and day." Now watch this at verse six, and she that lives in pleasure—that means in sin—she that lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. So in other words, when Adam ate the fruit, he was going to die physically, but first he died spiritually. As soon as he ate it. He died spiritually. So, uh, so yes, the Bible is true when it says that. And in terms of uh, Cain being the one who did it or brought the sin, uh, Cain's sin, but when we look at Romans chapter um, 5 and verse 12, it's very clear. It says this. This is in Romans 5 and 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Then verse 13, for until the law was in the world, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. And then listen to this. Verse 14, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Don't say anything about Cain starting it. The one who's mentioned is Adam. So see, all people really have to do is make sure their answers are in the Bible. And all I do is just go and say, well, if Cain was the first one to sin, why does it mention Adam? In the text, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I should I should have said that, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> but be three. I was one of those, like a deer in the headlights, you know, just stunned a little bit. I said, "Are you kidding me?" But what happens you is know? though. But then, what these things should do uh, is to it, to cause us to go back and examine our Bibles to see if what a person said is true. But believe me, it's all about. Uh, logic and evidence, and the evidence has to come from the Bible. Uh, but logically, Cain could have not been the first one to to bring sin, because it says here in Romans five, and it's backing up Genesis that Adam was the one who did it. Thanks, right. thanks, Tim. Appreciate your call. All right. All right, buddy. All right, that number to call area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. 
Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. We've got a load full. I think all we have maybe is maybe two open lines and could be just one. So, Jay, don't go anywhere. Val, stick around. Robert, don't go anywhere. We're going to get to you. Just give us a time. And that number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on another Bible Talk program looking at these uh, various terms. Uh, priests. The Bible doesn't talk about any New Testament priesthood, does it? Except the priesthood of all believers. Uh, that's all the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, but what I want folks to see more than anything else on this program is the importance of the Bible. Now, I'll say right off the bat that not everyone agrees when we go to the Bible. That happens. Yeah, that we, uh, sometimes there's things we're not sure about, but some things we're absolutely sure about. Uh, but regardless of any of that, everything has got to be based upon what the Bible says. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Val in Romulus. Hello, Val. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Val. I was going to answer the priest question, but Jenny got in <laughs> Yeah, Jenny got all over that one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, anything else? On- say, no, no. I'm I'm getting ready to pull up into the lot. Oh, okay. You're you're going to be at, at the church there. Yeah, ready for that Monday night Bible study. Well, I look forward to seeing you there. Right. Okay. Well, what's the next one? <laughs> well, we've got a number of them. I've got down here Archbishop uh, okay. and a Deacon, Deaconess. A lot of them. We're going to see how many we get to. But you stay put. Oh, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll see you in a little while. Okay. All right. God bless her. One of my great students. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. J. Audrey, Robert, hang on. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. They say the best is yet to come. But to help make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. Start by tuning in to the Barnett Financial Hour with Rick Barnett every Saturday at 1. Rick helps simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss the Barnett Financial Hour with Rick Barnett of Barnett Financial and Tax every Saturday at 1. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. 
or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Well, if your kids ask you questions you can't answer, that's actually a great thing. It means that they're asking questions. Natasha Crane on Focus on the Family Minute. But if you don't know how to answer the question, then say, I'm so glad you're asking this. Let's talk about how to find out an answer together, a biblically sound answer. Because kids need to understand that today. It's not just going on Google and typing in, you know, how do I know that God exists? Because they're going to get a lot of different answers. So if you don't know the answer yourself, you're in a position then where you can really guide them and saying, you know what, I'm not sure the best way to explain that. So let's look into that together. But the number one thing I would say to any parent who feels overwhelmed is to take one step. If you recognize that this is important and it's something that you have to do because there's nothing more important than raising your kids to know and love the Lord, then do something. And it could be something as simple as picking up a book. It could be listening to a podcast. It could, whatever it is, do that one thing. And when you are equipped yourself, then you're in the position to equip your kids with this understanding so that they're better prepared today. You'll hear more from Natasha at familyminute.org. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Jay, John, Audrey, and Robert, hang on. I'm going to get to all of you guys. But we're starting out with Jay from Redford. Hello, Jay. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Moss? Just great. How are you? I'm fine. I just got a question. I want to hear your thoughts on um, what do you have to say about people in our day today who say they are apostles? Uh, I don't think they're apostles. I don't believe that apostles are for today. Now, okay. having said that, now what I'm left to do is to prove that what I'm saying uh, is accurate, correct? Amen. Right, because we can say it, but uh, it means nothing unless we can actually uh, uh, back it up. Uh, first of all, I believe that apostles did their work, which was to lay a foundation. After they laid that foundation, they moved on. Um, criterion for being an apostle, I'm sure you know this, that they had to have seen the resurrected Christ, then have been chosen by him after that to be an apostle. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and Paul seems to indicate that he was the last of them. Uh, but notice here, I do believe in the fivefold ministry, okay? Some uh, want to say that those who believe like I do uh, don't believe in the fivefold ministry, but I have no problem with that. Uh, it's just uh, uh, when we look at it, what actually uh, do we mean by it? If we go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse uh, 11, it's clear, right? Ephesians four eleven, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what it says, okay? So definitely it mentions all of these ministry gifts. Uh, and appointments, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? So, now, I believe that all of these are still with the church, but not in the same form. Why do I believe that? Because of what it tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, and here at verse, find this verse for us. Yeah, verse 19, where it says, Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. 
and are built upon, now this is what it says, Paul writes, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, why doesn't it mention here that you're built upon the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the preachers, uh, uh, pastors, and the teachers? It doesn't say all five of them. It just names two. You know why? Because the apostles laid a foundation. That was the New Testament. And the prophets laid a foundation, which is the Old Testament. Right. So that is still in the church today. But the actual office is gone. Right. There are no, in other words, what both the apostles did and the prophets did, nobody can do today. Nobody can. The apostles produced the New Testament, which, as you know, is the word of God. Right. Amen. The prophets in the Old Testament produced, they produced the Old Testament, which, as you know, is the word of God. Right. So therefore, they had authority that the so-called apostles today don't have. They could be similar to missionaries, but they can't do what the apostles could do. The apostles could order a church to do something, and the church had to listen. And uh, here's what is said about all of the uh, writings of the biblical uh, apostles. Notice this, and this is over in Second uh, Peter, and I'm going to send you a bill. You're working me, brother. I'm going to send you a bill. Uh, <laughs> and I don't have no computer Bible. I'm, I'm using my Bible, brother. It says here in Second Peter 3, right? Where Paul, and this is very important. Second Peter 3, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Listen to this. It says at verse 2, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. Now, you know what the prophets wrote? Uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, that was the word of God, period. That was God's word, right? So look at what he's about to say Uh, here in 2 Peter 3 and and 3. Knowing this first, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Verse 2, that you may be mindful, and this is in 2 Peter 3 and 2, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles. Here, Peter is comparing apostolic writings, okay, to prophetic writings of the Old Testament. In other words, saying just as the prophets produced uh, Old Testament scripture, the apostles produced New Testament scripture. And there's no way to get around it. So that uh, uh, becomes the problem with uh, what we see being taught today. There are things that the apostles did that no one can do today. Okay? Uh, the, the, the closest thing to apostles are like um, uh, missionaries, but they are not apostles in that sense. They can't produce inspired scripture. They can't write to churches and have churches obey them. And in fact, in this same uh, 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 book here, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15, look at what Peter says about Paul's writings. Uh, which we have Romans, you know, all the, the writings of Paul. He says in Second Peter uh, 3 and 15, an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned, now listen to this, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrist as they do also, or twist them, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Right here, Peter, while Paul is still alive and has written letters, he calls Paul's writing scriptures. So right there, 
Yeah, that makes a difference between those who are calling themselves apostles today. Uh, uh, they'd be better off calling themselves missionaries because there are no apostles <laughs> like the apostles in the New Testament, and there are no prophets like the one that are in the Old Testament. No, sir. Okay, so let, real quick, you would say that the office of the um, the prophet and the apostle that that's that had a dispensation that's over. Absolutely. Now, like that. absolutely. Now, God can give uh, you a prophetic word if He likes, but one thing you better not do, okay. and that can happen. You know, God can steal, and it's it's happened before where God did that. But I tell you what, Jay, after you get it, don't write your letter up and try to put it in the Bible. Then I'm gonna have to stone you. <laughs> Because, you know, the time of Scripture writing is done. You see that? They, they laid a foundation. The, the foundation laid, laid by the apostles was the New Testament. The foundation laid by the uh, uh, Old Testament prophets was the Old Testament. Okay. Thank you, brother. Amen. All right. Appreciate that. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Got to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Despite the ever-present media hysteria, it's become clear that on the issue that really matters, Trump finished 2019 strong. I'm speaking, of course, about the economy. 2019 started with some economic turmoil and uncertainty. The trade war with China created a stock market whiplash and business anxiety. But the data shows things have finally turned around. Economic confidence has been rising for months. 52% of investors approve of Trump's handling of the economy, compared to just 32% who do not approve. It's no wonder that stocks have been hitting record highs. After the tax reform bill, the fundamentals of the economy were strong, and market performance reflected that. That is until the trade war killed Trump's would-be boom in the cradle. Now that Trump is again on solid footing, he could well be on his way to victory in 2020, as long as he steers clear of another trade war. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. helpwanted.com salutes the employee of the month the one employee you can't live without the others let's just call them dave what are you doing dave we need help with payroll i'm doing squats mr employee of the month i'm taking your advice i'm working my butt off that's not what i meant 
deal. Feel them. Right here. Oh, Dave, now I have to call HR. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. All right, John, John from Detroit. John, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, Jay? Good. I had a question. Uh-huh. I got a serious question, but I know I got it. Uh, we got time, so I'm trying to make it quick. Um, do you eat, like, bacon, hamburgers, and stuff like that? Well, I do. I don't eat as much as I used to, though, but not because there's no biblical reasons. I kind of like a vegetarian diet now. I still eat fish, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with the person uh, eating uh, the things that you mentioned. Okay. But I, I, I got a question. Uh-huh. How do you believe in God if you eat animals? How do you believe in God if you eat animals? Well, you have to talk yeah, to tell Jesus because Jesus, Jesus uh, when he resurrected from the dead, uh, cooked fish for the apostles. Exactly. Listen, think about this. But wait a minute. You didn't answer my question. If Jesus could kill... Let let, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. If Jesus could... Are fish animals? Okay. I just want to be logical with you. Are fish animals? No, no. You're you're speaking from the Bible. I'm I'm talking about facts. No, the only thing I can know, the Bible is a fact to me. I can't speak anything but the Bible. I know, but I'm, I'm talking about real science. No, I'm talking about real science, too. That you can prove right to this day, like... This is my question. Do you is food uh, 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 the meaning of food is something that you can eat in its rawest form? Yeah, well, well, I don't know if it's its rawest form. There are people who eat raw fish, by the way. If that's what you're saying, but so that's not can logical. You survive on raw fish alone. Well, you can. The Bible nothing without says that you can't. People have been eating dying. every, huh? Without dying. Without a sickness or dying, just raw fish. There's nothing the you can't eat without dying on. because of the fact that you know. Uh, yes, the, you once, you, no, you, you can't. That when you do, in earth. other words, you know, find someone who hasn't. Everybody dies. I'm sorry, but the no, bottom line is the bottom line is the bottom line is here's your problem, John. You called a Bible program for a Bible answer. Okay, I don't think you're very schooled in science, but I'll tell you what. If Jesus could feel kill fish for people to eat, then guess what? We can eat fish. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. John, Audrey, Robert, no time. Wish we had it. We don't have it. But definitely, I want you folks to call next time and be on the program. In fact, I'm getting a break here to go to the next one. So I'm going to go to uh, Robert in Detroit. Hello, Robert. Hello, Pastor Moss. Uh, basically, I really appreciate uh, your comments concerning the titles. And I grew up in a tradition that use the term reverend. Yeah, and, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but for the last six, seven, eight years, I come to uh, to the grip that it was wrong. But I, I want to ask you about the term, rather, the fact that women are sometimes called pastors and they sometimes preach in the church. Should women preach in the church? Yeah, I don't have any trouble with women preaching in the church, uh, but you don't have to be a pastor to preach in the church. You know, in uh, fact, okay. to be honest with you, even uh, uh, people who are not formally pastors, lay people, 
uh, can preach sometime if they if uh, the pastor gives them a wherewithal to do so. You have people who are teaching Sunday school who are not pastors. Pastors, but there's something that women are forbidden to become, as far as the New Testament is concerned, in First Timothy chapter three, and that is pastors. Okay. Yeah, we don't see they, that. They, in the Bible. they are forbidden to become pastors. Absolutely, just as in the Old Testament, there never was a woman who was a priest. All the priests were yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're right on, on target on that one, Pastor. I, I appreciate it. Uh, that's what I, I teach all the time. People they jump on me all the time about that. And I also use uh, Revelations two and eighteen. I don't know if you well, you know, but they, and they, that, they uh, leave they leave me alone about it also because all I do is take them to the Bible. Show me in the Bible where you've got a female pastor. Nothing wrong with women being evangelists. Uh, women can even teach, but in terms of the pastor of the church, it's real clear in First uh, Timothy three that it's a male model. Just as in the Old Testament, uh, there were women who were leaders. Deborah was a judge of Israel. We have Huldah; she was a prophetess. All right, no problem. Uh, but yet, none of them could be priests. That was something held by men uh, who were the. Uh, uh, a tribe of Aaron. So God always has done this. No problem. Women can be in ministry, but hey, God has uh, order that he follows. And uh, if we want to be biblical, we should have no problem with it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your call. Wow, we had him really call at the end of this program. So you listeners, you see what, the, what your job is. Call in the beginning. That's all you got to do. And hopefully we can get more of you in. Uh, and that number to call, just to let you know, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. And if you enjoy this program as much as I enjoy bringing it to you, then send donations to P.O. Box 05879. That's P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We would appreciate it very much. And that's what keeps this program going. So this is Pastor Moss uh, being with you. And uh, and I'll say goodbye for Marcus because, you know, he's uh, just watching everything. He, he can't talk even though he tries to. <laughs> Without him, there would be no program as well. God bless you. See you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.